Hi, and welcome to Tea Time with a Fellowship. I'm Charlie. I'm Max. And I'm Benji. We're going to talk about some things today. To start off with, Benji, what is the tea of the day? Is it green tea? Boy, you are right. It is yet again stash green tea. Wow. One, one, day we, one day we might actually try a different tea. Today is not that day, though. So we're sitting here. More. Actually, due to the color of my blue cup, it looks kind of blue this time. Blue-green. Blue, it's almost like using a blue cup would make your uh, tea look blue. We're sitting here on this February uh, afternoon at this point. We just got a lot of snow, so various questions will be snow-themed. Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't know this was going to happen. I planned, gonna... I planned one of the questions about snow before there was even snow, though, which is really funny. Oh, good. Okay, so... First one, we're going to start off straight into snow. So essentially, in a situation, we're in this alternate universe, right? Where instead of fighting with the guns, you fight in snowball fights. Okay. You do the teams of four in these worlds where each nation chooses their four best heroes to fight each other in a battle royale style snowball tournament. Like Fortnite, but with snow and not at all like Fortnite. Besides the building aspect, which, you know, snow. So, uh, we three are fighting each other. You could choose your country if you want for who you're going as. But your fighters don't need to come from that country. They need to be people, historical, but existed at some point. Or like YouTubers, anything. What three people do you choose on your team, and what is your strategy for winning the Snow Royale? Is, is it three or four? Well, including you. Okay, it's a four-person team. So is Three the, other people and us. Yeah, all it, of us are the team captains for some reason. Is the arena like the entirety of Greenland? It's North Pole. Okay. Going to the North Pole. Yeah, the North Pole. It's uh, the only true, like, uh, non-claimed area where no country really is, so we could fight there without disrupting or have anyone having the home advantage, you know? Got it, got it. Hmm. All right, so my first teammate is Smokey the Bear. Okay. Uh, my second teammate is Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. Uh, and my third teammate is... Uh, just a polar bear. Just a polar bear? Yeah. Well, it's actually it's the polar bear in the Coca-Cola commercial. Gosh, I was just <laughs> thinking that. <laughs> yeah, that drinks that drinks uh, drinks Coke out of a bottle. Yeah. So it's it's the Coca-Cola polar bear, uh, Smokey the bear, and Paul Bunyan. Wait, does the polar bear actually drink the Coke? Yeah, yeah like in the commercials, they have the entire kit. They, there's How the did... kid polar bear. Then one of them flips off the cap. And then they drink it like the side shot of one of the bears drinking a nice bottle of Coca-Cola. <laughs> How how did they hold what whatever with this, their polar bear hands? With their polar bear hands, Benji. Bears have opposable thumbs. I don't think they have opposable thumbs. They don't thumbs. have opposable thumbs. <laughs> how would Pooh open his honey pots then? Ah. I should have taken Pooh Bear. Well I I definitely see uh, a value in taking people from snowy places or at least very far north. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to take Rasputin uh, of the early 1900s fame, the Russian man who was poisoned with cyanide and then shot and thrown in a river, but whose apparent cause of death was drowning. <laughs> I bet he's pretty good. He's from Siberia. Um, I'll take William Wallace. He's from. He's in Scotland. That's pretty. That's pretty north. Do they get snow? 
I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure Scotland gets snow. At the very least... <laughs> you get Max? At the very least, Max will die of pneumonia before this fight even begins. So it's just me and you, Charlie. Sorry, we, we gave him coughing tea. It was, it was a funny joke. I'm alive. It's, it's pepper poured into water. It's pretty yeah. good. Third person. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the only predator that can one-up the polar bear. The killer whale. So how are, are you getting this Shamu with you? <laughs> yeah, how are you getting this this killer whale like on the ice? I mean, I'll just go on LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn. Look and connect some, with this polar bear um, and be like, uh, "Hey, man." I'll be the uh, killer whale internship, eight to ten weeks. And not battle paid, of royale. course. Not paid, of course. You know. No, but at the end you get an interview for a position with the battle royale team. Oh, okay. that's pretty solid. It's pretty solid. It's conducted by Rasputin. So Rasputin, Killer Whale. And William Wallace. Wait, who? The guy who fought for for Scottish independence, you know, the Scotland Forever oh, guy. Oh, okay. Let's see, I gotta think of this tactical strike team of professionals. First off, I'm taking Tony Hawk. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I'm taking a younger version, though. I mean, he did just recently do his, like, some cool trick. I think it was a 720 or something, or 3 480. It was pretty sick. Recently at, like, 50-something. But I'm still taking the, like, 20-year-old Tony Hawk. I get the feeling he'd shred on a snowboard, right? Okay. So he's my tactically sold guy, you know? I give him a bag full of snowballs, maybe a snowball bayonet. Then he just... <laughs> Your advanced... Scouting cavalry yeah, unit. Yeah, it's essentially my cavalry unit. I'll just ski around on a snowboard and, and just chuck snowballs while moving at high speeds. Then, um. Oh, this is tough. Second one, I'm choosing Santa Claus. I mean, home turf, so he's a Ooh. solid choice. And he has uh, an elf army, too. Well, we it. can't bring the elf army, that's cheating. I'll bring Santa Claus, though. But you have the, you know, the production capability, yeah, the, the industrial power. And um, we're going to use his magic sleigh for um, tactical bombing, as well as strategic. Oh, man. And then, um, it already seems like a winning team, but I guess I get another one. So, I think we're taking Putin. He comes with a bear, so. That's true. He's also, you have a very mobile team here. <laughs> Everyone but you is mounted. Well, I'll ride with Santa. <laughs> I think y'all forgotten that uh, Smokey the Bear is just actually a fire en elemental in the form of a bear, and uh, will melt all the snow thrown at my team. I am worried now. We're getting like two titans. We're going to have the three titans together: the fire elemental, Smokey the Bear, versus the Winter King, Santa Claus, versus Mister. I got shot. <laughs> But I was reported to have drowned to death, rest And Newton. am partially responsible for the communist revolution that overthrew the Tsar. So we have... <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Santa Claus is the definition of capitalist. I mean, he makes all the money off of his elf workers versus Rasputin versus the most powerful fire elemental, Smokey the Bear. This is a battle of ideals. And you've also forgotten about Paul Bunyan, who's just a large man. Doesn't he plant trees or something? Uh, he plants you think of Johnny Appleseed? I'm probably thinking of Johnny Appleseed. Everyone plants what their last name is, so Paul Bunyan plants bunions. <laughs> is that like a, something you get in your foot or something that's yes. painful? 
Does he just do that to people while they sleep? Like, do you he, have just, a bunion? he just points at you and you get bunions. I'm gonna have to hurt this man. He might take out a. Nah, my whole team's like riding vehicles. We don't need feet. Paul Bunyan comes with a large ox. Is that canon? Yes. Is that? That sounds canon. Yeah. I have read the entire His Paul name, Bunyan I, I think I think her name's Blue, right? Or something like I that? I don't know. Yeah, no, like in the stories, he has a large ox. <laughs> I think you should name the ox Paul as well. Paul, Paul Bunyan o- on Paul the Ox? I, they, it has a name. It's named, I think... Its I name is now Paul. Okay, sure. It's uh, short for Blue. <laughs> it's the same length, but it's short for Blue. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, here's a good one. So, moving on. It's time to get to conspiracy theories. All right. So, uh, basically, you are assigned by some nameless shadow government to develop a new conspiracy theory. So, wait, we're developing this conspiracy theory? Yeah, you want to make one. Okay. I mean, you could base it off of some real ones. You could choose to popularize smaller ones, or you could make a subsect of current conspiracy theories. What conspiracy theory do you want to develop? We are assuming that you can convince people to believe it. You don't need to make it super believable. Okay, okay. Um... Snow is just a sky giant's dandruff. I could buy that. If this was 1627. Hey, that if I could buy that was not part of the question. It was, we can't convince people of this. We just can. gotta make a new... Make a conspiracy. The thing that worries about... They'll just eat it up. I don't think they're gonna eat it. I think you're gonna make a whole entire group of, like, conspiracy theorists to believe this. We're just scared of snow. Because, like, they're probably germaphobes, too. Well, I don't think they'll eat the snow, but I mean eat it up as in oh, buy yeah, it. Yeah. They're going to, like, just hide, you know? Oh, they man, see this the, giant like, dandruff. I bet it's got a lot of protein. Just better fry just, it up with some eggs. <laughs> better just get on the ground and start munching. It's pretty solid. Here's another one. Meatballs are made out of the ankles of humans. Ooh. Like a specific brand of meatball at a store yeah. or something. <laughs> okay. That's a scary one, too, especially if you combine the two. I don't know why. It's like a one conspiracy theory that revolves around meatball ankles or ankle meatballs, as well as dandruff from the sky. Mm. Uh, let me think. I'd want one that's like not very disruptive to society or has that big of a deal but also weird enough that it came up in casual conversation it could probably just make people feel uncomfortable around you so hmm so what what, like we're being tasked with creating a conspiracy theory what is the goal of this conspiracy theory we're creating uh, the shadow government did it tell you hmm Then, from you understand, they're not trying to subjugate this masses. This shadow government just uh, just has some extra funding and wants to blow it off, you know, before the end of the fiscal year, so they get the same funding for the next year. Mm. So they decided to just blow it off by having some rat wacko make a new conspiracy theory. How about all grocery stores in in the food they place nano machines that influence your thoughts and. That's the only reason we have society, because if we didn't have grocery stores influencing our thoughts, we would descend into anarchy. 
<laughs> Every time a person dies while wearing green, they reincarnate into a leprechaun. That'd be a good one, too. So, I think I'd do. Cats are actually squirrels in mech suits, but flesh mech suits. Like, they can ditch the cat and just be a squirrel again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the reason why that cats are so interested in tiny species such as squirrels and killing them is because there's a squirrel war going on of the upper class squirrels who are in cat mech suits versus the lower class squirrels in just their squirrel form and the squirrel cats are oppressing the other squirrels. So not only have all the birds been killed by Ronald Reagan and are now replaced with spies, but the squirrels are in the cats. Yes. That's why they have nine lives, because the moment your cat takes too much damage, a squirrel pops out, throws away the mech suit, and then gets a fresh new one to uh, come they're back. they're issued nine separate mechs? Yeah, before they just have to, like, kicked out of the squirrel army and just have to live their lives as normal squirrels. By banging nuts on the roof above my room? Well, he's the general. <laughs> he was, um, he's actually of the, of the rebellion. Uh, he's uh, sending out code to the other squirrels around him through net tapping. He goes, just hits the nut against the roof, and then, you know, makes sound. I've deciphered one before. They, uh, they actually made the snow outside. It's to oppress the cats and to slow down their mechs. Wait, 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 hold on. I'm pretty sure that the snow outside is giant dandruff. I heard it from, from good sources. You know, before it was declassified. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, my bad. <laughs> Before it was declassified. Do you think the info writer will... will what, we should talk about the info writer, should we? No. No? No. That'll be a story for another time, folks. So, oh, we're on a story question. So, you know, everyone in elementary school has, like, that dumb collectible item, like, Bakugan, Pokemon cards, magic cards, or just something that, like, there's always that cool kid who's like, check this out, I have a blue-eyes white dragon, and it was like, whoa. Okay. What, what was your elementary school's collectible, and what's some dumb story you could think about it? Oh, like, our elementary school's collectible, like, what people in the elementary school collected? Yeah, that, yes. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't, like, a centralized one. Like, not everyone was kind of did their own thing. Um, for me at least, I collected Bakugan. I've got, I've got two. Uh, one of them when I was in third grade. This is something the fourth graders did, but I remember seeing it and having it explained to me because I knew people in in the class above me. Uh, basically, there was an economy revolving around eraser shavings. <laughs> what? You know, when you use an eraser, there's yeah, the, you get the, shavings. the little yeah. leftover stuff, so they would collect that, and then they'd form it into little balls, and they'd be like, who has the most? But then it, it started becoming not just leftover eraser shavings, but they would get an eraser fresh, just on blank paper, and erase it till it was all shavings, and then that became more valuable because it was more pure, <laughs> right? And so then they, some of them had very pure sources of eraser shavings that they didn't want to contaminate with 
eraser shavings used on pencil markings and stuff like that. And then eventually the whole the whole speculation economy just went bust and everyone lost interest in it after like six months, I think. <laughs> but it was really funny because you would see people on the playground with a piece of paper and an eraser just going, going at it. <laughs> oh, I gotta get those shavings. And then people would... Would you trade people for it or... Yeah. It was kind of a, a black get, market currency, like, I hey guess. Like, hey man, here's my lunch. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you this many eraser shavings if you let me go first or something like that. <laughs> Sounds like and then they try to trade the impure for the pure, but they were it wasn't a one to one, right? Oh yeah, because the pure is worth more than the impure. The the other one was uh, there's a an event the school had where you went to this park and you walked laps for some charity event and you got a rubber band, not rubber band, but one of those bracelets, those colorful... Silly bands? No, not silly bands. They're... I'd say they were about a centimeter uh, wide. Oh yeah, the ones that, um... Do you mean those tiny bands that, like, you use to show you have support some cause or something? Yeah, that kind of thing. You could do four laps and get four different colors of them. Mm. I think it was yellow, purple, green, and red. And so, of course, you're a kid, you're young, you want the bracelet, so you walk the four laps, which came out to a mile or two, you know, not unsubstantial, but then throughout the year after the event, all the kids would wear the bands they got as kind of a badge of honor for the first few days after it happened, and then people would stop wearing it because it's kind of annoying, but then some people would keep wearing it. I kept wearing it for a few months, I think, but then they started to get kind of gross. Old. Well, you take them off, you wash them, but eventually they get old and stiff. And mm, when you put yeah, them yeah. on, well, once one of them broke, I I decided okay, that's I'm enough. Done. After a few months, but some people somehow started increasing. They must have been sourcing them from other people who didn't want them because. They would it just started like, increasing a lot, like all over their arm. Yeah, they'd have 20. Then it'd just be a solid mass of color. You couldn't see their skin <laughs> from their wrist to their elbow. That's funny. It was pretty... I don't know what... Eventually, they got rid of them, I guess. But they just really needed those, I guess. It was a... It became a status symbol of some kind or a fashion statement. <laughs> it's the best fashion statement. Uh, something similar happened in my language elementary school is during the freaking uh, silly band craze. You know, everyone would take out their silly bands and show the most impressive silly bands. The dinosaurs were always popular. But like, you'd always get the cool kids who come to school, their entire arm, like up to their, uh, near their shoulder was just color of silly bands. And they just go and collect them then show them off. But anyway, the real story goes to my brother who's Somehow the silly bands evolved into like making rubber band rope or something. Like it was at the way end of my elementary school where it started getting big. But my brother was real into this. He would like make these long rubber band, basically knit them together through this thing to make real long, sometimes out of silly bands, I believe. And they were like real long, like huge. And the coolest, the they would try to compete to see who had the longest one. And you'd wrap it around your arm, and it's covering the whole thing. Oh, there's one continuous, one continuous band, yeah. 
Then once my brother says, yeah, I won. I'm like, how? He says, basically, I kept doing it. I kept collecting. He has this massive one. He basically has to wrap it up and down his arm three times. Like, he's like, yeah, I wrapped it around the entire school bus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. It was pretty funny. That's great. <laughs> Dedication to the cause. We, we just need to come up with the next big one, man, and sell it to however... I don't know who's buying it for these eight-year-old children. I'm thinking shaped packing peanuts. <laughs> I like thought onto something here. Little dinosaurs. Little dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Specifically choking hazards. <laughs> I like it. It's like uh, it's like the the sponges, <laughs> the expanding dinosaurs in yeah. water. Except they don't expand; they just get kind of soggy and fall apart. <laughs> it's the complete opposite. Water destroys them, <laughs> not create them. But you still need to advertise. You got to put it in water. Want to see this dinosaur dissolve? Just put it in water. It creates more demand. That's right? true. Gotta... They they got to get more to stay in the, in the noble class. What is kind of like a bath bombs, right? You get these weird shaped ones, and you just shove it into water, and then it dies. I guess. I didn't know bath bombs were alive. I don't don't associate bath bombs with my elementary school life. I think they started what, middle school? High school? Actually, I don't... I think I've done a bath bomb once. Mm. My mom always buys people bath bombs, so I have quite a few. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Here we go. Um, oh, yeah. What do you guys think about... So, another alternate reality question that has to do with snow. I somehow came onto two. In this reality, snow rains, comes down from the sky when it is warm. So it's warm snow. Oh. Uh, what do you think? As in, it doesn't melt unless it's... Cold. Like, you reverse oh. physics, so then it, when it gets cold, it melts, and when it gets warm, it stays as snow. Okay. Is that, is that like, a, a thing in general? Like, water freezes when it's warm? Just, just water. Yeah. Okay. So... Just what the, the implications of this, Charlie. <laughs> We're not so, talking about the physics. first of all, all power plants don't work. <laughs> we have no power. Okay, okay, we're taking this more from the snow perspective. Don't think about it too deep. Okay. So, are we going to be aware of the sensation of cold snow before this transformation happens? Well, you as a person gets to choose the reality, so you could go there and stay there if you want. Uh, Okay, I feel that would be very, it would feel very wrong (laughs) to to hold snow in your hands and for it to get less watery because it's your hands are heating it up it becomes more solid and 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 you're wearing shorts and because it's snow it doesn't melt anymore when it gets into your shoes or socks it just becomes like rocks yeah and you're like yeah. but it's not cold like ice they're just soft pebbles and they're warm you put them together though and chuck them at people in shorts, you know? Like If I took a flamethrower, could I solidify it or Yeah, yeah. But usually for ice to solidify it has to melt, right? And then refreeze. So what would You need a cold thrower. A cold thrower. Like uh Mr. Freeze. Like Mr. Freeze. Wait, no, because he shoots ice, so that'd be warm. 
Okay. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna just stick with what we got going on over here. I don't want to think about this one too hard. Warm snow is hurting my brain a little bit. What Charlie. would it be like to eat? Because if you've ever eaten a snow, a little it would bit just get harder as you eat it, I guess. The implications of this are terrifying, Charlie. Even if you go outside of, like, water as a whole being affected that way, and the <laughs> fact that our bodies, would, we would die just immediately. Oh, yeah, because your blood would solidify? Yeah. Or is it as soon as it leaves the body, so it, your, your, your it's blood It's a fantasy freezes. world, man. This, this, is an, this is an, a legitimate SCP called, like, <laughs> red ice, that it, it's just water that's red and the physics are inverted. <laughs> and it infects other water, so if it touches you, your blood solidifies. Like, this is actually just an SCP. <laughs> oh, this is good. <laughs> well, thank you all for watching. This has been Tea Time with a Fellowship. I hope you enjoy this Valentine's Day. Um, if you're lonely, go eat chocolate all by yourself. If not, you I'm can gonna, still do that. I'm going to eat a carton of cottage cheese. And if you, if you have questions, if you comment them on our YouTube comment section, we will at least acknowledge them. <laughs> if you don't ask a question and just say something, we'll have to acknowledge it, but we can't really answer it. So. And if you're listening, you could just email us at parsimoniousfellowship at gmo.com with your questions. Yep. Or go on to our Twitch or YouTube parsimonious fellowship it's uh the real hard part is learning how to spell parsimonious our profile picture is a small gray sofa as it should be <laughs> and as it is well thanks y'all for watching we'll see you next week